G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. And as we delve into this week's topic, a reminder that some of the content may be of a sensitive nature. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Dez. Well, welcome to this week's Momentum. It is uh, Tim and Dez with you. And you know, this is a show by men for men, and it goes all around Australia, which is just incredible. So wherever you are tuning in right now, welcome officially to this week's show. It's really great to have you on board. And Des, my Irish co-host and friend, how are you this week? I'm Australian Irish, just by the way, <laughs> just to make a point. <laughs> I should just point that out. And look, I'm really good. You're not here illegally. Good. That's just, good. Glad we, glad, glad we got no, that sorted. No, no. <laughs> And uh, I've had an Australian passport longer than I've had an Irish or British passport, so that's all good. So uh, it's great to be here. That's great to do the show. And um, yeah, I just want to mention a few things. One of them is our website, which is MomentumAustralia.org. Please have a look at it. We've got lots of information. We've got lots of um, helpful uh, podcasts and so forth. Uh, but also, if you want to donate to Momentum, please do that. Uh, press the donate button on our website. All donations go to help this ministry. But also, we have a Caroline, a new feature that we bought at the end of last year, 1-800-000-MEN. That's one 800 And you can get help seven days a week from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. And it's brought by Caroline Connections. So, Tim, how are you today? I'm, I'm well, thank you, Des. Nicely done, by the way. Can we just say quickly up front, one of our core messages at Momentum is for men to not do life in isolation. That is one of our key messages. So uh, avail yourself of the care line if you need, one 800 or even reach out to us at the website, MomentumAustralia.org, and uh, do not do life in isolation. Or if there's something specifically you need to talk about, uh, get in touch and we can uh, see if we can help you with that. You know, we do believe that every person has been created uniquely. And so, therefore, it would make sense that if there's only one of you, then there is something specific that you've been designed to do with your life. And we spent a fair amount of time over the last couple of years in Momentum exploring what it means to figure out what to do with your life. Call it life purpose, a calling, or something similar. But have you ever contemplated the link between your finances and life's purpose? It's not just what you may be called to do, but how is it? going to be funded. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this week's show. Um, the guy that we've got is a long-time friend of mine, although we've only just recently reconnected, but we've worked in radio for several years. The Lord led him out of radio into the area of finance, and his take on some of the stuff we're about to talk about is really, really different, and I'm super excited for you to hear what he's got to say. Derek Whitaker from Blue Sky Factory Welcome officially. We got there eventually after three minutes of the show. Welcome to the show. Awesome. It's great to be here hanging out with blokes. I want to beat my chest. It's fantastic. <laughs> Just as a reference point, blueskyfactory.com.au. That's blue as in B-L-U, skyfactory.com.au if you want to check out the website. Just jot that down. Check it out after the show. But let's hear from Derek. As we mentioned, Derek, you, you've been in the radio scene Initially, for many years, you and I started working together when I first started radio way back when. It was 14 years, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, Seems like a lifetime ago. It's, well, it probably is a, another <laughs> lifetime, literally. But, um, you know, you're new to the Momentum audience. So I suppose for them, just fill in some of the blanks, your backstory, your background, and, and how you ended up with Blue Sky Factory and here today with Momentum. 14 years of radio. Um, I knew at the end of that, I, I could never see myself working in radio and being married. Um, I just, it, it just, I thought, when I get married, I'm going to move out. And it's funny how it's almost like the Lord shows you your future uh, in those mm. glimpses, in those moments. Um, but it came to a point where I was like, well, what am I going to do? Because it was such a specialized area. And uh, I'd always been really interested in the um, stock market. Uh, while playing Neil Diamond's Song Song Blue in a padded room for 14 years, <laughs> I would read the business pages just to keep my sanity. And uh, I became really fascinated by the butterfly effect of how you know the price of oil can affect tourism in Australia. Right, mm. because it has that ripple effect. And so I started looking into this and I started getting into some stock speculating in between four songs on the radio. <laughs> Didn't tell my boss at the time that, but I'd ring my broker in between songs and place trades. And as we say in the industry, make my donations to the market. I lost a lot of money doing that, but I was looking for how can I increase my income? Mm of what I was making because um, it wasn't where I wanted it to be. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, so anyway, long story short, I bumped into an old mate of mine I knew from my childhood. He and I started hanging out after church. And uh, lo and behold, he was formerly an ATO uh, auditor and then had become a lawyer accountant and was starting his own practice and wanting to make it a one-stop shop. So you had the law, accounting, financial planning all in the one place and he Mm. wanted to branch out of mortgage broking. That um, did never took off, but the other three uh, they covered. And so before I knew it, I was talking to his uh, then wife and uh, they offered me a job on the marketing spill and side of things. So it took me a while because I thought if I do this, I'm probably not going to go back into radio. Mm. And um, eventually went there and got a huge culture shock um, because you went from a not-for-profit with a radio station that had a slogan of no greed, no reason to hurt to, you know, this is all about the profit. This square meterage that you're in costs us X amount of dollars a month to hire and rent and you have to meet your sales targets and if you don't, uh, we'll give you another grace for another four weeks after that but after that, if you don't meet your targets, well, we'll ask you to go. Wow. It was a total culture shock, Mm. um, all about profit. Uh, And this was a friend of yours, Derek? This is a mate of mine, yeah. I realised very quickly in the game that if I was going (laughs) to survive I needed to get into sales Um, and so I'm hanging out with all these amazing lawyers accountants and financial planners like a kid in a candy shop Mm. and what they discovered was that I started to know too much and they got me talking to clients because that's what I came from a talking background communication background Mm. and it was a bit of a liability because I knew too much but I didn't have the qualifications so they sent me off to be a financial planner back in the day you could become a financial planner in about two weeks so we thought we better take advantage of this because it may not like be like this anymore and Mm. these days you pretty much need a doctorate to become one a degree a doctorate it's crazy Um, and that's why a lot of guys have left the industry it's just overly regulated in my opinion but that's another rabbit hole Mm. Um, and uh, that went for a while did that for a number of years and it was just talk about I wanted to learn about business it was like being thrown in the deep end you know, I had to stand up to a guy who net worth was about $62 million, wanting to take over a company and just looking at me and saying, not happening. Um, and the intimidation, the walking that goes on in corporate after Australia. being in a padded room talking to yourself, that's a, that's a bit of a change. It was huge. It was learning the game of sales with people, how people serving them, what they need. Um, and in that process, I started asking people, I discovered most people hated their jobs. They mm. absolutely hated it. And I was, they were always looking for an escape. They wanted what they called financial freedom. Well, I started asking, what does that mean to you? Because it means it's different things to different people, financial freedom. And uh, I discovered that it, 
in that process, I could count probably over the years of working there for seven to eight years, I counted one hand how many people could give me an answer because I started going into clients. After you did the teas and coffees, hello, sit down, did a lot of consulting type of stuff, I would ask them, can I ask you a deep question off the bat? And they go, yeah. I'd say, what is your life purpose? Why were you put on the planet for such a time as this? And they would look at me and about one, I could count on one hand how many people had a succinct answer. The other ones would fudge their way through that. And I discovered most people were just doing and working and living to pay the bills. They Mm. weren't actually enjoying Mm. what they did. They hated it. Mm. I dived in deeper uh, on that research and, you know, I discovered some things about that, that four out of five Aussies hate what they do um, and are looking for something better in the workforce or whatever. Anyway, long story short, that position, they sheltered me for a while. Business went out, uh, they started some other people and they did it all legally, they had to look into the research of this and anyway, long story short, it came to a point where I was in in business partnership with this individual and then that didn't work out and I was basically given an ultimatum, if you're not earning this amount, by this time you're out. And I couldn't go back to being an employee after that experience because I was ruined for life, learning all these fancy strategies and all Mm. this sort of stuff. But what really, really stood out was I love trading. I love stock market trading. And I discovered that you could um, metaphorically insure shares right on mm. the markets and when I discovered that I thought I've got to know more because I'd lost so much in radio and all that sort of stuff on speculating on the markets and I was like well how can you hedge that position and protect it mm. and that fascinated me and that, so that led me down to studying it studying it studying it and I always wanted to trade well I got the opportunity in those circles to be mentored by guys who were making forty to $50,000 a month and they showed me how they were doing it on the stock market I then was approached and said, look, you've got to teach this to others because I started showing, hey, this is what I've learned. And so I started educating people on that. And then so I really decided, loved the teaching side of it more than the consulting side of it. So Mm. I decided to go down that path. Long story short, I ended up going out my own way and starting up my own business because I couldn't be an employee for a while. That was tough um, because I had no clients, no database, no website, no nothing. But I thought, what have I got in my hand? Mm. I have got, and, and it was really from that scripture, you know, what, what's in your hand? And he says that to the woman whose ch- children are in debt. Mm. And I discovered, well, you've got public speaking experience. You have worked with IT people in the past. And you have specialised knowledge. Combine those three and form a business. And so I formed an education business on how the professional traders trade the market. Right. Um, and went from there. And then God which disrupted is, my little business some years later. Okay. Which was a miracle in itself. So that's the backstory, mm. right? But you, I'm going to just, because this is where, you know, we're talking about finances and life purpose, right? And, and you threw something in there that most people hate their jobs. Mm-hmm. And there was a stats from 2016, which I think you said, four out of five workers in Australia are looking for better opportunities. Australian Institute Management did that study. Yeah, it was right. fascinating. Four out of five. I mean, that's, I mean, that's huge. Let, let's talk to, to the mass then. If four, if four out of five workers are looking for better opportunities, mm-hmm. let's say in 2023, yep. and we'll get to the post-COVID thing in a moment, but let's assume that most people listening then are in that space. Yep. Right, most people listening right now are in the point where they're going. Yeah, I, I'm kind of just I'm in the job because it's it's serving my purpose, but it's not necessarily what I really want to be doing. What keeps people there? Why do people the settle for that debt? A lot of it is debt, and I think that is the modern form of slavery. And I don't want to take anything away from human trafficking, sex trafficking that exists, but I think for most people, they are enslaved to their debt and they have to keep servicing that debt and they're afraid to break out and try a new career path Mm. because what will happen, they'll lose the house, they'll lose, they won't be able to pay their bills and it's that economic tie of the system Um, and you look at the framework of a Babylonian system that goes to ancient Babylon, that's there, it ties them in there and this is how the system's designed. All right, I'm going to get deep on you for a second. Mm. Yeah, go. It's 
the enemy, the devil, tries to keep people just earning enough so they don't disrupt the system, right? So you're in this framework of, we'll just keep you just over, so you're just satisfied, but if you interrupt that, then there's a problem. Mm. They don't want to disrupt the system, mm. and that's, that's what ties people in. So they're stuck. You look at the design that God had, right, in the Jewish culture for, for finances. If you gave a loan to a fellow Jew, you never charge interest. So the heart of that in and of itself was that, to give somebody a leg up to help them out. What you have now is that people want to rule them. Your mortgage actually is debt until death, okay, if you actually look at the mm. meaning of the word. Right. And so, it's in the enslavement that they, you keep servicing this debt for the rest of your life and we'll start keep collecting the interest from you. You serve us. And if you look at it scripturally, what it says, Deuteronomy, you should be the lender, not the borrower. Mm. That's the intent of what we should be. And we've got to get back to the system that God actually designed for us as opposed to what it is now. I got so many questions. Let let's just go back a couple of years because we we've heard through COVID, right? Um, and, and we saw it. It's called the Great Resignation, and I don't know the stats, but a lot of people. I mean, the word was pivot throughout COVID, right? That was a key word that was thrown around in in the multimedia. People are pivoting. They're getting out of this, and all of a sudden, they're changing jobs. They're leaving that. They're doing this. Yeah. What do you think COVID? did for a lot of people? What was the revelation or the awakening that you think a lot of people had I, during COVID? It's a great question. I think it was the lockdowns and you start to realize, why on earth am I working this hard and for what? Hmm. What do I have to show for it? I think you've got to have a really hard look at yourself and go, you know, I'm working 40 to 60 hours a week. I'm getting paid this much and I'm not happy. Hmm. Why am I doing this? I'm not seeing my family. And suddenly people are in lockdown. They get to see their family. Yeah. And, and if you, as a man, if you're not happy with your job, who cops it? Yeah. Your spouse cops it, yeah. the kids cop it, the dog and the cat cop it, right? Mm. You're not happy. You're frustrated with it. And I think you, you take a hard look at yourself and go, where am I actually going in life? Do I want to keep going on the path that I am or am I going to change? And it's not easy, especially if you have, uh, you're further down that path in life, you've been doing, you've got a pattern of behavior of doing this job for 10, 20 years or whatever it might be, mm. and you're up to your eyeballs in debt, mm. it's harder to make that change. Okay, we, we've just scratched the surface in the first part of the show of where we want to go. But we're chatting with Derek Whitaker from blueskyfactory.com.au if you want to go and check out the website while we take a real short break. And we're going to come back and explore some of these things. How do we get out of this position that we might find ourselves in where we feel a little stuck, our relationship to money? And as we started at the beginning of the show saying, how does that then relate to our life purpose? Okay, we've got a lot to cover in the second half of the show. Stay tuned. We'll be back with Momentum real soon. This is Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 you're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. All right, well, welcome back to Momentum. It is uh, Tim and Des with you once again, MomentumAustralia.org, our website. Just park that for a moment, 1800-000-636 for the Momentum care line as well. And uh, look, if you've got a pen and pe- pencil and you're jotting this stuff down, uh, blueskyfactory.com.au, B-L-U blueskyfactory.com.au uh, that's the website for our special guest is Derek Whitaker we're talking about 
life purpose and finances and we've just uh, essentially lit the blue touch paper before we uh, before yes. we started uh, the second part of the show Derek's starting to wind up and I love this because I love the way that you you bring a lot of biblical principles into your finances and um, l- let's just go back and it's something we we have touched on the show before but this whole idea of the Babylonian system which you mentioned before mm. for for people listening who don't fully understand that can you give us a quick overview of what that actually means yeah so it started in Babylon ancient Babylon Nimrod was a guy who sorted that out you can find that in Genesis I think it's chapter 6 off the top of my head he was a conqueror and he marries a woman called Semiramis who was a prostitute and of course it wasn't cool to say that but what he did was that she established a religious order and twisted the truth and a lot of what we see in multiple religions have come from this origin um, in ancient times. They develop a financial system and framework too, by which, driven by greed and self-interest, and Josephus, the historian, quotes Nimrod saying, by our own hand we have done this, and that we will glorify ourselves. And mm. this is a problem with being a self-made man, this whole philosophy of trying to do it through our own works and own power, when God says, I am the one who does it, you know. I, mm. He says, you know, the blessing of the Lord brings wealth, and he, without painful toil for it. Now that is huge when you start unwinding the word blessing from the Hebrew word Barak, no relation to the former president. And it actually talks about <laughs> how that favor was on Abraham. Hmm. He gives him a promise, I'm going to give you lands and generations. And of course his biggest need in his life was he can't have a child. God does it through impossible means, lets him get into an impossible situation in terms of the natural hmm. and does it supernaturally. And this is how we'd live. Because you see Tim, when you get into your life purpose, you can't afford it. Your wallet is not big enough to actually do it. It Mm. can't afford it. And it has to be acquired by faith and applying the supernatural. The supernatural needs to become your new normal, your new natural. Jesus had a problem with tax, right? What does he do? He sends one of his disciples down to throw out a hook, get the coin out of the fish's mouth and do that. Totally unorthodox. And this is why the scripture says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Mm. When he tells you and instructs you to do stuff, it doesn't make sense at times, Mm. right? There are times that I'm in my business and I go, this doesn't make sense at the natural mind. And yet, I'm not going to reasons, but I've got to do this because I'm being led by the Spirit. He says there in the Spirit, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And finance and whatever you're doing in life mm. is all about that renewing of the mind, which can only be obtained by spending time in His presence. Right. I've gotten a little off track in terms of the Babylon thing. Yeah. That system is a harmful system. It is a system whereby... It rules over somebody. It enslaves them. It wants you to rule them and enslave them for life, right? Mm. That's not the intention of God. God God says, I've given you life. Jesus says, I've come to give you life and give you life abundantly. That includes your finances as well. And there are three stages to financial prosperity. There's the prosperity of God, the abundance of God, and the multiplication of God. Whereas the Babylonian system is all about fractions. You go to a financial planner. They talk about 5% being an excellent return over 12 months. However, you look at the clues of what God has given us in the farming and agriculture where world where one seed reaps 30, 60, 100 fold. Mm. It's supposed to be done in multiples. Mm. And we've got to get back to that principle and set our finances up in such a way that we can operate in multiples. Okay. So, for for most people listening, right, we we said in the first part of the show, a lot of people will be in jobs that they don't like, right? And, you know, we talked a bit about off-air, a lot of people and guys listening, particularly who we're speaking to right now, will feel stuck. Yeah. Right, they're stuck in the fact that they've been in a job mm-hmm. for 10, 15, 20 years. It's a career. 
um, it's it's okay. It's meeting the needs, but now they have responsibilities, right? They can't just go, well, I want a sudden life change. I want to go and do what I feel like the Lord's put on my heart or something that I felt the Lord gave me 20 years ago and I ignored and now it's niggling and I want to do something about it. But realistically, how do I do that with responsibilities and things? Because now I'm in the system, right? So how do they start getting out of the system and getting unstuck from something that they're in. I was in that and I was even in a worse position where I was even behind the eight ball in my 40s. I'm going, how do I get out of this mess that I'm in? And I just had to come to the end of myself and go, Lord, I'm stuck. I've blown it for whatever reason. I'm in this situation, right? I take responsibility for it. Hmm. What do I do now? How are we going to fix this? And it only changed in terms of my heart because I'd been hardened by the corporate world. I had gotten into survival mode of trying to do this and I had to get into the presence of God. I would get up at five in the morning and just all right, Lord, I've blown it. What do we do from here? I would play worship music. And what happened in that presence of God was my healing in my heart and getting me back on track and then discovering his principles. And then I'd watch sermons and all that sort of stuff as well and learning about his principles of the supernatural and how that applies to finances. He begins to open me revelation. I've learned how to apply that to my life. So I always come back to, you know, the key is this, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God mm. and all these things shall be added unto you. Mm. Okay. It's got to have the priorities in, in that right order. And your life purpose is more than just what you should do with your life. It's actually what is his agenda? for your life because it says in the scripture I wrote all the days for you while you're in your mother's womb it really is not about you you had no say in it while he was writing that those those Right. Those things. Yeah. So it's coming to it and going, you know what? I yield to that, Lord. I yield to what it is you wrote in my book. That's when your guardian angels go, awesome. Now we can work with this figure and we accelerate into what they're really meant to be doing. So if I'm going to put my own slant on that, is it then that you're saying that once I realign with what the Lord had for my life purpose, mm-hmm. I, I then switched to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in Him with all my heart. Because the, realistically then, there is no practical way that I can work this out. I'm, I'm relying on Him to get me out of the position that I'm in. Is it that was, essentially uh, what you're saying? Absolutely. It was for me. I couldn't get out of this mess. I couldn't get out. I got, I, and, and you know what? It was funny because I got to a point where I said, Lord, uh, how am I going to get out of this financial mess? And you know what He said to me? I know a lot of fancy financial strategies. I know a lot about, I know some stuff that, I'm not a qualified accountant, but I was advising accountants on how to set stuff up structurally and stuff like this, right? That's how well I was trained in this game. I knew all this stuff on how to trade options, stock market, all that stuff. And I said to the Lord one time, how am I going to get out of this financial mess? You know what he said to me? Tithes and offerings. (laughs) Okay. And it blew me away. I said, it's that simple? Tithes and offerings. And I was like, okay. All right, I can do that. <laughs> Break that, do that down. Break yeah. that down. So, uh, a tithe, what is that? It's giving, uh, a lot of that interpret that as a 10% of your income and giving that to the church and that sort of stuff. Um, and offerings is on top of that. There are actually four different types of offerings in the scripture, which is really, really fascinating. There is a tithe, which we just talked about. Then there is the giving of first fruits, which can in modern day terms be um, basically giving your first wage or your first income, your first sale out of your business or, or as an employee, your first wage and offering that to the Lord. And then there is the, the one that is giving alms, right? It's giving to the poor. The scripture says you give to the poor, we'll repay it back as a loan. 
That's what he says in Promises. The one that brings the biggest return is the sowing of seed. So it's giving beyond what you're doing and planting a seed and going, Lord, I'm believing you for this. So if you have a need in your life, let's say you need a home, right? And you want to uh, sow a seed towards that. Find someone who also is believing God for their home. Give to them Hmm. so that they can afford their home and plant that under the Lord as an offering joyfully. And it's all about the heart attitude. Hmm. So there's four in there that we don't cover. We just hear about the 10% and the whole Malachi thing, Hmm. you know, open up the windows of heaven. (laughs) And I don't want to deny that. But there is a holistic heart attitude there. Um, that is so key in this. It's when you let go of that, God is great. It is not mammon in your life, which is an idol, which is a spirit that rules you. Mm. God said, Jesus said, you cannot serve both God and mammon. Mm. You, it's one or the other, all right? So yeah. the, the problem is when that mammon becomes the idol, it rules you rather than you ruling it. Mm. You've got to rule the money rather than money ruling you. Mm. And that's how you put it back into perspective is when I feel like I'm, I'm getting into that scarcity mindset and all that, mm. that's the perfect time to give something away, to sow something into that Mm. it releases me and I go Lord I trust you no matter what happens wow so look in the in the few minutes we've got left literally um, we we started by saying money life purpose there's a connection Um, let's just quickly wrap up the show and and, and go okay for for guys listening and there may be ladies listening too but how do we start then going okay we've been listening to Derek for the last half hour there's been some awareness pieces starting to happen I don't know what to do with this, yep. right? I, I'm, I'm at a certain stage in life. I'm not sure I fully found my life purpose, you know, but I can relate to where I'm at. I feel stuck in the system, blah, 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 blah. Not sure what my relationship with money is like. What are some simple things that people can do from here? For me, it's all about financial education. If you don't know how to play the game of basketball, you're going to lose the game, right? It's the same with the finance game. You've got to be wise as serpents, innocent as doves, as the scripture says. If you don't know how the finance game is played and how the wealthy do it, you're going to get toast out there, right? So this is something that I've been absolutely keen on. I do it on in two fronts. I do it a lot into the stock market and that sort of stuff. I also have a course that people do uh, who are absolutely beginning uh, at that beginning stage and have no idea what it is and basically I designed a course that all the stuff that I learned in those fancy law accounting financial planning firms would cost you over 16000 in consulting fees to do we package it all together and it's like this is what you need to know it's what you don't know that gets you in trouble mm. the other side of that that we offer is I do a ministry called Supernatural Finance you can see that on supernaturalfinance.com and we offer a free course called Four Steps to Financial Breakthrough it's a six month course where we take people through the journey that God has for people to get into the freedom and purpose that they should live and that follows with their finances so those are the starting point if that's a practical way to do that sure. um, we give that way for free that supernatural finance one but if somebody wants to learn how to do the market stuff and all that sort of thing obviously we charge for that that's our business okay alright well look um, there's been so much in today I again encourage you to go back and have another listen and I did say at the beginning of the show Derek thinks a little differently with this stuff and I love this because um, again as you said when we we tend to just kind of go through the motions even in the church world yes Oh, this is this is how the world does it. So we just buy into that. And I love your perspective. Um, blueskyfactory.com.au is the website. Again, B-L-U, not B-L-U-E. Blueskyfactory.com.au if you'd like to find out more. And also momentumaustralia.org if you'd like to check out our website. We will put this podcast up. But we're going to get Derek back next week to talk about, oh, should we say, I think it's a fairly delicate subject, money and marriage is going to be the topic on next week's Momentum. Encourage you to come back and have a listen for that with Derek Whittaker, myself and Des. Until then, you take care. God bless. You've been listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For more information or to hear this week's show again, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at 
MomentumAustralia.org. Until next time, keep moving forward with Momentum.